it is with regrets that we can confirm that this episode will contain truly awful singing. I apologise. I'm recording this, dressed up as Aslan. Forgetting what I came in here for, while sucking what I hope is chocolate out of a blanket. And if it's not, it's too late now. It's the Grumpy, it's the grumpy Old Queercast! Queer oh, I didn't say it. Oh, well. Okay, we can do we can do that bit again. I can edit this <laughs> little bit out. So, three. So after one, three, two, one. It's the grumpy, grumpy old queer car. <laughs> and I didn't fucking do it. God damn it! <laughs> we have no sense of timing. I'll be keeping this in because right. it is amusing and it typical of us. All right, three, two, one. It's, it's the grumpy, the grumpy old, old queer cast. cast. Third time lucky. That worked. Yeah. And to be honest, I think we might just have all three as the thing. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, that's it. If we're speaking, you, you can... It summarises us as individuals and the podcast as a whole, so yeah. A glorious yeah. mess. And it, it summarises my editing style, which is, bitch, he's lazy. Hello, everybody. So uh, let's introduce to you our wonderful, glorious, grumpy old queers. Uh, To my left, we have Rachel. We have to do the cautionary. We're going to swear bit first. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) They should know what they've signed up for by now. And if they don't, then God help them. The following podcast... Contains fucking strong language. Yeah, like I think David that's reasonable Cameron. to say. Yeah, that works. Cool. Right, so, yeah, we'll do the introduction bit again. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grumpy Old Queercast. I'm Ruth. To my left, we have Rachel. Hello there. And over in sunny Coventry, we have the lovely Paul. Hiya. So, Paul, what's been making you grumpy this week? Many things. Many things have been making me grumpy, but the thing that really, really pissed me off the other day, at approximately 7.15 of an evening, when I was cooking, or starting to cook bolognese, is substandard meat from a certain supermarket that shall go unnamed. Is it one with two A's in it? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And the most annoying... So, I was starting to cook bolognese, and the mince looked fine, opened the packet, started kind of Deconnecting it up, you know, kind of so you've got the individual strands, the mm-hmm. fun bit. Is that when you pretend that, that you're pulling out somebody's guts? A little bit. I do occasionally cackle maniacally whilst doing it. Yeah, I do that. Should I be concerned about you two, seeing as you're kind of fantasizing about eviscerating people? At least we're just fantasizing yeah. about doing it and not doing it in reality. And you're learning to cook, you could do it with us. Yeah. So also learn how to be a psychopath whilst cooking. You're also the one who refused to um, 
cut celeriac because you thought it looked like an ood. Well, it did. You've seen the photos. That thing was alarming. It had a face. Okay. And anyway. back to what made me grumpy. Yeah. So, yes. So, I was cackling, de-gutting the mints. Kind of zhuzhing it. And <laughs> it had gone fucking brown in the middle. Ooh. Oh, and it keeps, it, it keeps doing that. Oh, that's that's bad. Yeah. How, how so, far was it from the, the best before date? It was two or three days before the best before date. That's the thing that annoys me. <sighs> and I got two because it was a buy two and it costs 50p less. Uh, yeah. Um, so got the, was like, okay, fair enough. I'll just use the edges. That's fine. And the other one should be fine. No, da, da, da. no same thing again. <sighs> it's not your fridge. It's definitely the meat being subpar. Well, no, why would it be definitely brown? Definitely not the fridge. Why yeah. would it be brown in the middle unless they're mixing batches? So I don't know what the heck it is, but it really annoys me. And it's kind of one of those that said supermarket, their meat this happens mm. about one in every five. Mm, that's not good. That really is not good. And meat's not cheap either, so you're having to throw away meat pretty much yeah. one time in five. So, yeah. Well, we, yeah. Had, we had a um, green, mouldy baby potato in our delivery. Oh, yeah, and Bruce, don't, I, don't, I took don't. a photo and we got £5 back. Very nice. Don't talk to me about green mouldy things anymore, Miss Ruth. What? Yeah, you're in the bad books from the last the last podcast. Oh. You know what advert came up on my Facebook? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Sorry! <sighs> See, the singularity's happening. Bungle again. toenails! <laughs> oh. Ruth! I do not have bungle toenails! <laughs> <laughs> Yet. I will get my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> that is your punishment. Your karmic doom. I've got a black tone. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Was it like cocoa or something fell on your foot? Uh, no, you stood on it. <laughs> oh, don't talk to me about black toenail. So I've had weird coloured toenails last week as well. <laughs> is it a fashion? I'm an... I start painting mine. <laughs> I'm I'm an art, I'm an artist, so I I I I've got to a stage now because I paint every day that I expect to to have paint on my fingers under my fingernails, occasionally halfway up my arm, even though I know I haven't had my that bit of my arm anywhere near anything, but it just happens. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm dyspraxic. Yes. So occasionally, I'll be holding a stirring stick out, forgetting that I'm holding it there, and paint drips onto my sock. Oh. And then goes through the sock. Oh no. Onto mm. my toe. <sighs> Wear Crocs. No. Well, that no. is crime against fashion and common sense. Do not. Yeah, I'm never going to wear Crocs, don't worry. Because the one time I tried to wear Crocs, I stood on a snail. And this is not something that I would recommend to anybody. So, yeah, just don't. 
you know what's no, worse than standing on a snail? Well, there was a Do load of not? snail gunk and it went between my toes. And have you ever had snail gunk between your toes? Is no, that... I, I, I've had, I've had snail. No, I have had snail gunk between my. No, I haven't. Slug man gunk. I've had man gunk in many. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> snail gunk, not snail gunk. Slug gunk. Slug Standing gunk. on a slug in your sock. Oh, that is yeah. bad. Yes. Yeah. In an old house that we had, that slug somehow managed to randomly appear from the middle of the carpet, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally the slug trail started in the middle because they were kind of further in the middle of the room. Oh, great. Just sprinkle some salt and they blow up. Yeah, but then you have to tidy up the blow the blow up. You <laughs> nearly said the blow. <laughs> okay, from um, okay, the standard yes. meat to man drunk, <laughs> who wants to go next? <laughs> I, I think you should. <laughs> yeah, go on. You um, can top that. Passive aggressive tills. Um, particularly the ones in Sainsbury's. Because I uh, the supermarkets are available. Oh yeah, sorry. Are we not meant to be naming supermarkets? Either way, a certain mm. supermarket, which unfortunately is not nameless now, um, they have this really kind of bitchy um, self-service machine message. It's like it's like, goodbye, and it sounds like a cross between your mum when she's annoyed with you. And Anne Robinson. Your mum, not my mum. Yeah. It doesn't sound like my mum. Yeah, obviously not. But either way, it's like, if I've gone to the effort of getting food, paying for it, etc., I want to be sent on my way with a smile on my face and feeling like I'm a valued customer. Rather than, thank you, goodbye, Stop you should die. Be, or you should be an Aldi bitch. Hmm. I know, exactly. I don't want to be kind of <laughs> hectored by some kind of, Vindictive cow of a self-service. This machine. is a bit of a step up from Lidl, isn't it, darling? Yeah, it's like the, it's like the Lady Catherine de Berg of self-service machines. I said no compliments to your mother. You deserve no such attention. Yes. Do you want a bag, or would you prefer to stick it all in your pocket, or even your bra, like I saw you do last Tuesday? Not that I do that, oh, by the way. They, they, oh, seriously, self-service machines are just stuck-up bastards. <laughs> it's the, do you want to carry on? <laughs> would you like to continue? Because yes, I would. No fucker. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's completely <laughs> ableist. It doesn't take into account that somebody could be dyspraxic or blind mm-hmm. or just getting on a bit and and slow it's just like you hurry up there hurry up now you're taking my time otherwise i'm going to make all of the money go all over the floor ah! <laughs> would you like a receipt oh, or do you yeah. want to, to do you want to frame it so you have proof that you've been here or are you going to oh. use it to wipe your ass it is free paper yep that is probably better quality than you're used to <laughs> <laughs> you see, I I, I much yeah. I much prefer the self service tills at M and S because they give you little free extra tickets at the end that say, 
five pounds off when you spend fifty pounds or more on your next purchase in the food hall. Bitch, I've never spent fifty quid apart from Christmas. Although I do like the fact that the ones by the self-service machines in MS, they sell they say ten items or fewer rather than grammatically correct. Yeah, ten items or less, which kind of makes my teeth hurt every time I look at it. Okay, so that little rant is over. So I obviously have some deep-rooted issues pertaining to self-service machines. Because they remind you of your mum. Oh, God, that's so Freudian. Ruth, what makes you grumpy? Oh, uh, what has made me grumpy this week? I would have to say it's the fact that I am never into something while everybody's raving about it. Like, it, it was Line of Duty, Game of Thrones, Avocados... I'm never into things while they're on, uh, you know, on on their crest of a wave because I, I I'm like, well, I'm not interested in if everybody else wants it. I like to oh. be ahead of the curve. I like to be after the curve. I don't like being on the old curve. You're basically a snob, aren't you? You think that oh, if something's that popular, then it can't possibly be any good, and then you wait for like a year or so for the dust to settle, and then you're like, oh, this is quite good actually. Yeah, that's true. Although, there are times where I'm, I'm an early adopter as well. So, you're never sure whether I'm actually ahead of the curve, really behind it, or super duper ahead of it so that I'm actually starting off the next trend. Either way, she knows her way around curves. Mm, I know my way around your curves. Okay, let's not put the... um listeners off their bovril so right what the actual fuck anyway who drinks but bo- like bovril right is it is, was that a, a drink that oh, I that's your Ruth, Ruth, just just by the way that's your partner what you know no, i am not good, partners yeah that, that that no, no, the, the one Johnson. that mentioned the one that Randomly inserted Bovril into the conversation. She randomly inserted the Bovril everywhere. <laughs> okay, Bovril yep. and Bovril, that's us. Good, good. So glad that you didn't let that one get away. Seriously, choke on their Bovril. <sighs> oh, choking on the Bovril, isn't that a euphemism? So I don't why... want to know what that would be a euphemism for. So... I don't know. I think probably like if you were rimming somebody who had. Bad, bad personal hygiene. Choking on the bubble. Yeah. So why does that really? Have... If if you were rimming someone that had bad, that bad, you'd sniff it before you got your tongue in there. What if you had COVID? Then you shouldn't be shagging anybody in the first place. But how did you know it's asymptomatic? You could have. You could have. You could have. You could have long COVID, and it could be a couple of months after you've. Stopped being infectious. Yeah, but even then, that's true. Hmm. Okay. Um. But yeah, why are yeah. you concerned about being a late adopter? To get back to the point before we kind of wandered somewhere else. <laughs> Elbow deep. I don't know. I got distracted um, by Bovril. Yeah. <laughs> I got distracted by. Rimming shitty arses. Well, <laughs> oh. oh, no, they don't necessarily have to be shitty. It could just be that somebody's really stale. Ah. 
Like, you know, they could have wiped, mm. but like, it, it could just be that they've got like a really sweaty bum crack. Like uh, ass cheese or boob cheese. You know, you suck somebody's okay. nipple and it tastes like primula cheese spread. Okay. Barely, if you're really unfortunate. Okay. Um. So. Are you saying you've never sucked a lactating nipple? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I was even bottle fed as a child. Ah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so you're you're a snob, Ruth. I am a snob with populist gum. <clears throat> Did you say culture. populist gum? <laughs> yes, that's my phrase. <laughs> yes, we, we we are both um, snobs over the populist scum who adopt these things en masse and rave about them on Twitter and MySpace. My, MySpace? <laughs> Just in your space. Oh, in <laughs> your space, space on the sofa. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm the same. If, if something is popular, I will not... I will fervently decide not to get into it. That's it. Because... I'm not being told what I should like by every other fucking else person. Yeah. By every other fucking else person. By every other fucker. Every other elf. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, why elves? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because they're bastards. And they're populist scum bastards at that. <laughs> what do they do the rest of the year? They're not making toys. Yeah. They're just, they're just binge watching box sets of... The Wire. Lamar. Yeah. yeah. It's pulling everybody going, I work for Santa, you know. Yeah. yeah. Trying to be influencers. Oh, oh. Hey you guys, I work for Santa. If you want to work for Santa and make some toys, this is then you need then buy this, but use my discount code below. And then you yeah. get the dyslexic elf that ends up working for Satan. Yes. But there you go. <laughs> What is this? What is this podcast this time? It's our hive mind. Chaos with rimming shitty asses by populist scum. <laughs> <laughs> and elves as influencers. Don't forget the meat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's sleep deprivation on my part because I'm just not <laughs> sleeping at all. I keep just going around with my eyes feeling like I don't know, cement or something, and it's not nice. And yeah, when I haven't slept in a while, I just come out with all sorts of random crap, and Ruth just smiles and nods patiently. Well, it's even weird when you go Northern Irish. Mm. Bent carpers. Although that's because you're rubbing off on me with all your line of cheating. I am not rubbing off on you right now. I am a respectful distance away. Right, okay, seeing as okay. we've descended into filth and innuendo. Innuendo. So, before we go any further, mm. should we take a group vote on whether I edit the hell out of that or just unleash our chaos on the world? Unleash hell. That's what I'm going it's for. It's keeping it real. Uh-huh. It's warts and all. It's warts. You can get them burnt off at the clinic, you know. 
funny you could get Tories burnt off at the clinic. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I think it's Stockholm Syndrome. That's the only explanation you can possibly think of for people continuing mm-hmm. to vote for a government that just does not give a damn about them. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, that's a subject that we will be talking about later. Yeah. But the next thing on the slate is... Uh, Rach, your one, or Booth, your one? Which one wants to go first? Ooh, well, it's May. It's that time again. It's Eurovision. My birthday. Exactly. The Gay World Cup. It's so good. I mean, I don't know what any of the songs sound like this year because there's been absolutely no promotion whatsoever. But it's so good. So I want, in in honour of the occasion, I want you guys to name your three favourite Eurovision songs. Each. Three each. Okay. Um, So, I'm going to have to look on my Spotify. Because on my my, um, playlist, the second ever expanding playlist, do you peeps do this as well? Oh, where yeah. you just have a playlist that you add songs on the end, the never ending, and then event, and then eventually it gets really long, and you start a new one with about forty songs, and go, I will curate this, yeah. I will keep this up to date. Well, my version of up to date, which is about ten years out of fucking date, but you know, yeah, um, yeah, that that really hasn't happened. <laughs> um, and when you have Alexa, which I can say because the activation word is computer, Um, so she's not going to butt in the fucking mouthy bitch. Oh, she once interrupted one of Rachel's team meetings, saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that, but I do know a song about farts. Would you like to hear it? (laughs) Why are the switched off now to avoid any further disturbances of that nature? Cool. So my top ones are 1945... Not actually the name of the song, although with some Eurovision ones you would think that might be it. Yeah. 1944 by Jamala, which was a Ukrainian entry, um, singing about Russia oh, yeah. invading and massacring Ukraines in 1944. Um, and they even managed to get artfully souls into the thing by the actual lyric was our souls but you can very easily mispronounce that when you're singing live uh was is this when in the uh original ukrainian or in the english translation uh it was english translation and there was a ukrainian in there as well ah. um and then Too Late for Love by John Lundvik. Um, so that's the one where you had... Uh, I, th- I think he was a Swedish entry. I think it was Sweden. Almost one, actually, on that year as well. Um, and yeah, he, he was amazing. And he had um, three gospel singers singing behind him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that actually were 
last year's and this year's entry from that country. Oh, wow. Well. Um, and the other one, and this is just an Australian entry from the year before last, mm -hmm. um, Zero Gravity. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like Glinda from The Wizard of Oz on a metronome. Yeah. yeah. Kate yeah. Miller Haidke. I love that. And I, I just love that. Not for, well, I love the song, but also for the backing dancer that, you know, was waving around on the stick behind her. <laughs> yes. Um, but was clearly living her best life. She's so you know, Giving face, almost falling over. <laughs> it's one of those where I could imagine, I wish French and Saunders would parody it. <laughs> yes. Because I could just imagine Dawn French doing so so many funny things with that one <laughs> oh. so yeah those are my top threes and there's an honourable mention as well because um, I love the story behind this group uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, Spirit in the, the Sky by Kano the same year as well as the um, Zero Gravity so it was a trio, mm -hmm. um, but they actually had um, one of the First Nations people yeah. as one of the trio and was singing in their language. The throat singing guy. Yeah. And the the other guy what is gay and the woman got ridicule, ridiculed for basically being a woman. They had a load of hate from their country, Whoa. but they still represented in... Eurovision, and when they were singing, you had all of the gays in the in the audience because let's face it, no straights were allowed into this ev oh, into this event. Um, they they were singing along to the throat singing bit, <laughs> and I loved that because it was validation for them that they were amazing and beautiful and blah blah blah. That's so good. <sighs> and um, you know, can I have another one as well? Yeah, go on. Um. So, Verka. Oh, yes, Verka. Yes, ju 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 just because Verka. Yeah. yeah ju Verka. Just. It, also, a Ukrainian one that is fucking political as well, dissing Russia again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm noticing uh, his... So, do you think Ukraine's going to do a song called Fuck Off Russia this year? Hopefully. They might They might just get to it. Like, it like, like in disco style, F. She's U, she's C, she's K. <laughs> yeah, or they might do, or they might be inspired by my karaoke. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck you, Russia. <laughs> you got a very good score on that, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I know it, I, it's amazing that I can swear melodically and make a PlayStation happy. Yeah. PlayStation just wanted to be sworn at. Yeah. Kinky bitch. Definitely. Rach, what are your top three? Well, you guys are going to have to chip in who the artists are because I honestly have no idea. I just know song titles. Okay, I will go on mute while you say the song title and I'll Google. Um, the number three, I do actually know both song title and artist, which is quite a feat for me because... I don't generally retain this info. Um, so it's um, Lordy with Hard Rock Hallelujah. From Finland. 
I love that song. It's not what you would expect to enter Eurovision, much less win it. Everybody was like, what the hell? This has got to be oh, the yeah, that's amazing. This has got to be the joke entry that's not going to place anywhere. But they were Dark Horse winners and they were amazing. And I, I still put that song on to kind of psych me up and get me in a kind of lively kind of mood. So I, I love that song. Um, number two. Is that is that what you play before you go and do battle with the tools that? Yes, yes, exactly. music. It prepares me for fights with the um, caustic queen down at Sainsbury's. Yeah, and the tool. Oh, does Captain Checkout still work there? Oh no, we've not seen Captain Supermarket for years. Oh, what happened to him? Um, number two is what got me into Eurovision in the first place when I was a tiny, not quite sure that I was gay type person, but I knew I liked her and I knew I liked the song. It was um, Dana International with um, Diva. I just love that song. Even From Israel. Even years later, it's a classic. It's a bop. When you think Eurovision, you think of that. And my God, was she hot. Oh, and also, I love the English version. Yes. Which was on the CD of it that I bought. Maybe. I bought it as a single. Because I was straight then. Really? No. Apparently. And finally, what I firmly believe to be the greatest Eurovision song of all time, and this has been backed up by various people that I follow on Twitter. Um, you... Oh, somebody on Twitter agrees with you, therefore it must be true. <laughs> well, that's better uh, than calling me a kind of... populist scum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's Euphoria, and By I... Lorraine, I was Sweden. about to say, I had absolutely no idea who sang it or anything, but I just love the song. It's amazing. Because in order to be a good Eurovision song, it has to work as a single, as a song in its own right, it can't just be something that only works if it's got, I don't know, guys strutting around in feathers or women in big dresses power ballading. It's got to be a fantastic song in its own right and Euphoria is and I never get tired of listening to it. So that's my one. Uh, I would uh, have to go really old school. Um, I'm going to go back to, I think it's 1973 and Luxembourg with Tito le Connetra by Anne-Marie David. Not Jean-Marie. Anne-Marie David. Um, just because the opening, the opening, the intro of it, it goes on for ages. And it's like, ah! And then it goes in the minor key and then the major key. And it's all about uh, fitting in by being an oddball. So, yeah. It, 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 okay. It's a gay anthem, 1970s style in French. I mean, come on. That's fantastic. Um, and then I would say my second favourite. I'm sorry. Um, it would have to be... Uh, Alleluia, Laolam. Because it's the Israeli winning entry from the year I was born, and um, my mum used to sing it to me. Oh, 
And the third favourite, it would have to be, I'm really sorry about this, Waterloo, ABBA. I mean, come on. It's so good. It's so boingy, boingy. It's, how can you not be happy listening to ABBA? It's even got a tune that makes you go, ba-dunga, dunga, dunga, in the middle. Like a Christmas you know? song. Yeah, like a Christmas song. Exactly, it's got Padunga Dunga. The song is repeating itself. Yeah, that. Try not to imagine the cheesy bit of Mamma Mia 2 in the restaurant. Well, I haven't watched Oh, Mamma Mia 1. Although, speaking of Mamma Mia and Cher appearing in places where she's not supposed to. Oh, wow, that's not, not bad. Any, not, not, not going anywhere rude with it. Um, she turns up in Pink's latest single. Oh, doing what? As God. Well, yeah, that's because, kind of accurate. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's just that Pink heard about my D&D game, <laughs> where my pantheon for my character is the higher divas, <laughs> and Cher is the undead. <laughs> The undying one of them. Have you ever seen Cher's one-person version of West Side Story from the 1970s? It's on YouTube. Yes, I have. It's bizarre, but also works. And Cher in drag? Hot. Have to say. Nah, she doesn't do it for me. Have you not? Have you seen the clip? Mm, I'll check it out at some point. She she has the Elvis young Elvis vibes. Well, they've got the same voice anyway. Psst, Ruth. Rach saying that she'll check it out at some point. She's never gonna check it out. I know. Okay. Hey, Rach. No, hey. no, no, no. If I genuinely am never going to look at anything ever again, <laughs> I say we'll see how we feel about that. As Ruth can testify, whenever she's like, oh, Rachel, could you take the rubbish out? Oh, I'll see how I feel about that. <laughs> so at least here, there is the remote crumb of possibility. No, no, no. The, 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 with, with Rachel, the cue that something is not going to happen is because it's preluded. Uh, the, the prelude is in a bit. So, uh, Rach, you're going to uh, get a phone contract? In a bit. Uh, Rach, <laughs> you um, going to get up? In a bit. Look, that is slander because I got a phone contract this weekend, so it happens. And may I point out that in a bit is an officially recognised unit of Welsh time. Ask anybody <laughs> that is either Welsh or has lived in Wales, they will be able to support this. It is true, and you have no fucking idea what, what that, that time is going to be. Yeah, it's, it's is just... it like... <laughs> Something that could be seconds or eons. So it's just basically yeah. somewhere in space-time. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, my cue for, yeah, that ain't happening, bitch, is... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the deep breath, slight shake of head, pause... And... No. Noise that you make. Yeah. 
The pulled bear, bear noise. noise. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. your bear noise. Thank you. Um, but yeah, where I used to work, they did actually, they were like, we can tell if you're going to do a thing. It's just, you, you just deep breath. Nah. No. Not going to happen. And like, <laughs> even if I have a cast iron case as to why, you know, the building is on fire and you should put it out. You've decided mm. it's not happening. Nah. I'm like, yeah, no. Or the or the other cue of this is beyond contempt <laughs> is very the very British when someone expresses their opinion and I just reply with Ah Well quite anyway <laughs> I like that. Wonder why other people from other countries think that we we lie all the time. <laughs> do we? Well, we do. We call it being polite, though. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's like other 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 cultures are more direct than us, and we're like, yeah, but we know what we mean. Yeah, but I'm not very good at being British. I. Uh, my idea of politeness is saying please, thank you, like please fuck off, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's the what well, my my. Do you do the say the email etiquette the same that I do? Oh, uh, kind regards is the standard sign off. Regards yeah. means fuck off and die, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm fucking livid, but I've got to sound professional. Oops, I missed kind. Yes. But to do that, because my signature actually is kind regards, and then the rest of the information, I actually, I, I delete the word kind. <laughs> I do it on purpose. You have to make a physical uh, you effort. See, uh, the way around that would be to have two signatures. You have your normal standard signature, and then you have your um, bastard uh, signature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, one of my colleagues once spotted that I did that, and they're like, you sent an email to me the other week saying regards. I was like, yeah, I was fucking pissed off with you. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they're like, you actually went in and deleted the word kind. Yes. I was annoyed. Awkward. No, no, they, they were like, I love that you do this. <laughs> and now whenever you do it, I know that you've actually taken the effort to do it. Like, yeah. I feel honoured. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Went in and deleted a word. You're <laughs> worth me deleting a word. Well, presumably you had to sort of um, initialise the R as well. Otherwise, you, you would say regards with a little uh, uh, Or just to look illiterate. That, that, that's when I'm absolutely fuming. <laughs> if, if I'm kind of midway in between, I capitalise the R. Uh, ah, so uh, when it's kind if, of if, rock, if rock, I'm rock, absolutely rock. fucking fuming, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You, you don't get a capital letter. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve good punctuation, bitch. <laughs> I'm read the rest of the email. See if I actually put. If I'm really, really, go fuming, is when I don't. When I don't put the capital letter on your name. Ooh. And I've probably gone back and changed it to lowercase as well. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. You see, I, I think with the, the email, it, it would 
it's uh, things like as previously stated, it, it's, which is my you're way not of listening, saying, you fucking twat. Yeah, it's like yeah. You missed this. I've already told you this, you silly little person. If I may yeah. reiterate, comma. Yes. Yeah. Which yes, I wouldn't maybe. have to do if you weren't such a twat. Yeah. Or could retain information for more than five seconds, you fucking goldfish. You may find the following links helpful. You won't find them helpful. <laughs> my, my, my one is... You might find the following links. I found the links for these for you, for the services for you, which is my way of going. I don't trust that you're intelligent enough to use Google. Google. Yeah. <laughs> and when they <laughs> and when they click on this link, there's a piranha jump out of the computer and eat their face or something. Oh, if only I could do that. <laughs> yeah, forget cookies. <laughs> what about piranhas? <laughs> <laughs> so we had elections so anyone that's listening we record the episode the Saturday or the Sunday even it is Sunday today isn't it um, before we release it on the Saturday or Sunday or Monday depending on if Paul forgot to edit it and didn't have time to do it um, but the Sunday before you listen to it. So, Thursday, there were them there election things in the UK. Don't know why I'm doing this in a really crap northern accent. That's no idea where it's going. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Or not. No, there we go. Back to normal. Good. So, on Thursday, <laughs> we had some elections. For the local <sighs> councils. Hang on. So basically, so it wasn't Scotland. It was yeah. the Scottish Assembly, Scottish Parliament, Wales, Welsh Assembly. The, well, not it's, really Welsh sure, Assembly. it's the Seneth. It's the Welsh Assembly. Seneth. It's the Welsh Assembly, also known as Senedd. Um. Anyway, that one, and in England. It was for regional mayors, local councils, county councils, if you have both of them, because sometimes you have two, mm -hmm. God knows fucking why, and police and crime commissioners. Um, God knows why we have those. Don't, yeah, they don't actually commission crimes. They're the ones that do something with policing that no one's entirely they're sure they're quite... In... No! Like they're not they're, even police officers. Like, what? What no. the hell? What's that about? They're quite a new. They're quite a new thing, and no one really knows what they do, including them. I think. Um. So yes, we we had elections. Oh dear God! And the Tories won. More of the same. Yeah. Well, they didn't win everything. Labour, Greens, others did win some things. And the bloody SNP north of the border. Well, I, I don't mind the SNP. Well, apart um, from wanting to rip up our wonderful country, but you know, yeah. They're led by the crankies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there's nothing threatening about them at all. Um, well, at least they're, they're not conservatives. Yeah, that's true. But, but they're not Labour oh either. Oh dear fucking... Oh yeah, if anyone... Do, do we know 
if Northern Ireland had any elections. I haven't... I can't remember if I heard... There was a load of elections on, and there was loads of stuff coming out, and I usually kind of ignore Northern Ireland. Um, to be honest, I, it's Northern Ireland. I, I don't want to even touch it with a barge pole there. Okay. That's what fine. I wanted to know was whether um, Lawrence Fox was defeated, and he was so. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, he, did he beat the bin, though? No. He did not beat Count Binface. Uh, I yes. don't believe he beat Count uh, Binface. Any, he didn't uh, even... Listeners outside of the UK, uh, there is a tradition in our elections that wherever there is a high-profile candidate, there will also be a joke candidate, such as a man pretending to be a giant uh, rubbish bin or trash can. Yes. In um, the London mayoral elections, the joke candidate was indeed Lawrence Fox. Well, yes. Um, but yes, the joke people um, were part of, used to be the monster-raving loony party. That still actually carries on. Um, and their party leader was Screaming Lord Such until he Stop screaming. died, possibly. Yeah. I don't know if he died. Yeah, he's dead. Um, yeah, he died. Good. Not good that he died. Good that I knew he died. <laughs> I'll give the I'll give the spade back. Um, <laughs> so yes, we had elections and conservatives and. Oh my fucking god. Are you alright? That's my reaction to the elections. Oh! oh. I thought, yeah. like, um, Celine had sort of jumped on you with all her claws out or something. No, that would have been some expletives and then, oh, you're such a cute kitty. Because she is. She is the cutest. I just don't understand where you've got people in charge of a pandemic where over 150,000 avoidable deaths happened due to the results of one party's actions and then people elect them for a bit more. They're like, well, yeah, no, that Boris is so funny. <laughs> He's such a liar. I'll go for a beer with him. <laughs> Since when was I would go for a beer with a person be the deciding factor? Like, I mean, there are plenty of people I'd go for a beer with. I wouldn't let them run the fucking country. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's. I just do not get it. And the thing that really, really gets me is to bring it round to grumpy old queer cast and LGBT experiences and all of that. And I've been reflecting on it the last couple of days because I could not... So, in... I, I did not vote in the election this time round because... The Police and Crime Commissioner, I don't think that should be a, a position at all, so I'm not giving it my vote. The combined authority mayor, I didn't, none of them were any good, so I couldn't in good conscience vote for any of them. And local councillor, the incumbent had to go, 
incumbent is Labour, was Labour, but did not pass the my own fit and proper person test. Which is? That you're not corrupt. Mm. And he, this councillor is a bad person, has threatened people you know, threatened physical violence to other elected members and has done a lot of bad stuff. So he should never have been a councillor to start off with and definitely shouldn't have got back in. But I also couldn't vote for any of the alternatives because none of them made a compelling case and I couldn't vote for a conservative because I cannot vote conservative because they are a racist, transphobic, misogynist, homophobic party. True. If they weren't these things, they would have put through trans equality measures. They would have actually done the the Gender Reform Act that they've said they were going to do. They would have criminalised conversion therapy. They would have banned it and made it a criminal offence. They haven't done it. They have a Minister for Equalities that basically is the Minister for fucking inequality. They're a party that wants to curtail freedom of speech by doing away with the right to protest by the acts that they're trying to bring through Parliament. That is what they're doing on a national level. Okay, these are local elections, but these are local elections, these are Conservatives that are members of the local party. If the local party was against all of that, then nationally they wouldn't be able to put it through because there would be such a fucking fire in the na- in the local parties being aimed at them for being bad. And that's ignoring the fact that they're corrupt that they've basically sentenced people to death by their inaction over COVID, and their continued inaction over COVID. The number of people that are going to die negligently from that, for from cancer. Number of families that they are going to ruin, and people still vote for them. I, I'm ranting, and I, I'm going to carry on, because fuck them. I don't blame and you. fuck any fucking fucker that fucking cunting bollocking put a fucking tick in a box against someone that said fucking conservative. You're homophobes, you're transphobes, you're racist. You back those people, that's what you are. That's what you're saying you accept. And they've done research. Right-wing people will vote predominantly if they agree with one policy. Yeah. One thing that they see that's good. Left wing won't vote if they disagree with one policy of a candidate. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck them. And I know people are saying, oh, well, we've got to blame Labour because... Keir Starmer doesn't have charisma and he's ineffectual and so on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Labour are a bit pants. After the way that the Conservatives have cocked it up 
it doesn't matter just anybody would be preferable absolutely anybody at all so they they can't it is just people being lazy being bigots and just not engaging and, their brains yeah and backing bigots and the thing is i have people that i know who will have voted conservative and will not see the problem because it was a local candidate. But what they're telling me by their actions is that my rights, the rights of my friends, our right to live and, you know, our right to protest isn't important enough yeah. to make them not vote for that one thing that they like. That's probably racist to start off with. I just... Oh. And the way that they demonise, seriously, they're like, "Oh, identity politics, woke." Oh, identity politics, woke, blah blah blah. I know, and it's just like what you're telling me because they, they try to make out that these are only things that are um, felt by a tiny minority. So you're telling me you don't get working class gay people, or you don't get working class non-white people, or trans people. Of course you do. This whole thing is just utter bollocks. It's utter bullshit. It really is. And that you vote for them. You basically tell us you don't care. That you like us as a person, but not enough to inconvenience you. Oh, it's like with the holidays. Um, Rachel is just sucking uh, chocolate spread off a spoon. <laughs> In case anybody's wondering what that lapping noise is. Um, I probably didn't even notice. But they don't really think I'm going to be doing anything untoward while recording a podcast. Well, well yeah, maybe some people do get turned on by like, ah, oh, fuck the Tories. Ah, like, yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're our people if they're getting turned on by that. If you jizzed your pants during my rant... Good on you. Yeah, tweet us about it. Apart from, please don't tweet us about it. Oh, please, no picture tweets. I, I, don't, I don't want to see your jizzed Tory rant pants. Uh, Thank you. What was that about? That's going to be going in the description for this episode, isn't it? <laughs> what was that about holidays, love? Oh, just yeah. saying, like these people who. Uh, you know, th there's, there is still a pandemic going on. Not everybody is vaccinated, but they're like, but why should I have to give up my holiday? You know, that kind. You're like, because you want to be safe. You want your children to be safe. You want your relatives to be safe, your friends. I have to say, the pandemic has highlighted in a way that I never would have thought possible just how many utter scropes there are walking around. People that just yeah. genuinely don't appear to care about anybody but themselves. They're like, well, it's only going to kill off old people or disabled people or non-white people. And you're like, what the actual fuck? Can you hear what you're saying? Are you telling me that those people don't matter? What is the matter with you? Yeah, it's like, w would you go up... So I, I am tempted to ask these people, oh, would you go up to someone that's disabled and kill them? Apart from I don't want to ask that, because I'm actually scared of that they might say yes. Yeah. They're like, oh, why should we have to pay benefits for them? Um, 
People that have had such cushy lives that the idea of having to wear a small piece of fabric over their face is an enormous liberty and the worst thing that has ever happened. Mm-hmm. Or the, like Ruth says, why should I not go on my holiday? Rah, 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 rah. Why should I not get to travel? What about Traveling my grandchildren? A... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, Travelling is a luxury. I mean, I don't get a holiday every year. I haven't been on holiday in years. Surprisingly, I'm alive. <laughs> I I can manage not doing that. Why can't you for one... Okay, maybe two years at this point in the summer. Maybe three. But it's probably going to be three, to be, to be honest. And how can they mm-hmm. even afford it? Because they have quite sensibly racked up the prices... So I don't yeah. understand what these people are doing. Are they selling their kidneys? Are they selling their children? How on earth are they affording to pay for all of this? Simple family house, got house abroad. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I just don't get it. Oh, talking about families with houses abroad. Did you see a few weeks ago the Brexit voters that have had to come back <laughs> from Spain and other countries because? They're now considered to be illegal since Brexit. Oh dear. The Brexit that they voted for and they feel abandoned by the government. Well, if they didn't get the proper paperwork filled in properly or they didn't have the right income or the right language skills, you know. What did they Or didn't think about it before voting? Oh dear, never mind. I'm so sad for you. I don't understand it. It's like... If you had a property abroad or interests abroad, why would you vote for something that would put that into jeopardy? I don't understand. Presumably because when they moved out there, you didn't have the EU so much. I know I had family living in Spain back in the 1960s before the EU uh, had Mm. the UK as a member. Before we had the the right to roam from one country to another, but if you these are retired, abroad, these are... ah, why would you do that? I just yeah, are these people numbskulls? Ugh. I believe so. Yes, yes, o- also known as Brexiteers. Mm. Well, not not all Johnson. Brexiteers, because you know some people of them... may have a view. You know, I, I do respect people whose views differ from my own, but if you're yeah, if you're saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do it, but you're then doing yourself out of your own home, your own mm-hmm. career. That That's a special level of dumb. Karma! That is karma. Yeah. That, that's like Darwinism in action. <laughs> this is true. Do we have anything else to discuss this week? We do. Wait, that's your cue. Sugar rush. (laughs) Okay, um, yes. So as part of my recap, um, previously I was watching Queer as Folk. So I thought this time I was going to watch something more lady-centred. So so I thought what I was going to do was watch something from my misspent youth i mean okay maybe that's kind of exaggerating slightly it was on i think during my second year of uni 
Um, it's based on an admittedly appalling young adult novel by the even more atrocious Julie Birchall. Do not read the book because it's shite. But on the other hand, um, the show itself, despite these unpromising beginnings, is actually really good fun. It, it just basically borrows the basic plot of the novel and a few of the character names, but that's it. Otherwise, they've just more or less done whatever they feel like with it, which is good. Um, and it does because the reason why it appealed to me so much when I was 19 was it, it did reflect much of my own experience growing up as a closeted teen in love with my best friend and I know everybody says oh that's such a cliche all coming of age gay stories are like that but that's because this is a thing that happens you do often realize your own kind of burgeoning feelings through a, your through a friendship and um, and the fact that even though it was absolutely pilloried at the time because people in The Guardian and other places called it sort of like sapphic pot boiler and kind of whinged about this and that, I personally think it was a case of sexism because it's about teenage girls and also it's kind of young adult novel beginnings. But it's actually stood up to the test of time and it's really rather good which is borne out by the fact that um in 2017 when they did um something called the pride collection which was a, a series of um shows that were about gay life it was the only one representing lesbians which should also kind of say how few decent shows there have been after it but i loved it at the time and although there are a few moments that feel a bit dated and you're a bit, ooh, like um, there seem to be some problems with um, consent and so on. Um, That's just like the 1990s and 2000s for you. Yeah, true. Um, other than these kind of occasionally iffy moments, it does hold up well. I mean, each episode is only like 20-something minutes, which is perfect for my non-existent concentration span. Um, it's funny. Um, it's well acted. The writing can sometimes be kind of like a bit sophomoric in places, but who cares? What, sorry, sorry, sophomoric? What's that? It just kind of like sort of like um, a teenager wrote it, but um, but it, it doesn't matter because it's a relatable drama with excellent performances, and um, it, it just. The soundtrack, I remember. Well, they've changed quite a few of the songs because they weren't able to get permission to use the original songs from the TV broadcast, but the changes they've made are good. Like, there is an episode where, not giving too much of a spoiler, everybody gets crabs. And um, and at the time when this was broadcast, there was this catchy little tune that they use in lots of other things that goes, do-do, do-do, do-do. Do do, which I still occasionally find myself humming when I'm just minding my own business. Not because I have crabs, it's just because it's a very kind of catchy little tune, and that was not intended, by the way. And um, and this time round, I was waiting for the crabs tune, and it didn't appear. Instead, what they decided to play, and I actually think works better, is Rock Lobster. So every single time somebody in this episode realizes that they've got crabs, rock lobsters kind of starts blaring out. And maybe I just have a pure sense of humor, but I found that really funny. So, 
What, just like, rag lobster? Or the whole... Yeah. So people scratching and flailing around and putting the lotion or whatever it is needed to cure crabs. I've never had them. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Um, and We don't want them, thank you. <laughs> I know. And the reason why this is still such a landmark, even now, even though there should have been other better shows, is that... We're used to, as gay viewers, of just having to accept the kind of merest scrapings. Like we're, we're used to kind of gay storylines being just subplots in soaps or just like yeah. the B or C storyline. We, we're not used to having um, gay main characters. It's always like the sister or the friend or somebody like that. Well, this is Kim's storyline. She's the main character. It is the whole entire subject of the show, the fact that she's in love with her best friend. And, I mean, I suppose some people might say, well, haven't we moved beyond the need for having shows that are just about being gay? Shouldn't it be in a more mainstream show? But no, because, like, real life, everybody just focuses on the blooming pets instead. So I think you should still have shows with gay themes where most of the characters are gay, because where else are you going to get that? And it also reflects real life. We are ourselves when we are with other LGBT plus people. We get to authentically be queer when we're with other people that we feel safe with. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be straight people, but not often. And it's... That's true. Even most of the time, if I'm around a straight person, I will be sort of like performing a less outre version of myself Mm -hmm. we self-edit ourselves around heterosexual people because it's just what we've learned to do to be safe and i am fed up of people that go that go on about lgbt shows that oh why are you inserting a same-sex relationship in there why are you assuming that there's a same-sex relationship there sometimes in fandoms when we you know ship different characters together my reaction now to the anyone that says that is why are you inserting your heterosexuality into this why are you assuming that everything should be het to start yeah. off with because if we don't know what a character's orientation is yeah. if you don't see them with a man or a woman then who's to say which way they go why say my th- default assumption is bisexual? Yeah, why say that that person is automatically straight? So, yeah, it's but yeah, there should be more shows about us and our experiences that focus on that. And it's a similar argument that people have, have had about gay pride, LGBT gay pride, whichever term you use. Um, I was defer- I was just going along the gay pride because that's the one that I always use with straight people and then change it halfway through the conversation because I don't get it otherwise. Um, that, oh no, we shouldn't, you don't need to have that because there's equality and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, one, there isn't equality. We're not there worldwide. And as soon as we sit down and shut up, you start eroding our rights. Yeah. So, no, we're not going to sit down and shut up and be quiet. Thank you very much. Plus, it's a party! Party, party, party. What? 
part of it is a party, but it is a party born out of protest. Yes. Well, yeah, and having but... the party itself is also an is a subversive act. It's true. But that said, I always see it as the one time where it's absolutely fine if I dance, act all snuggly, or, uh, you know, general coupley public display of affection with my partner, and nobody can do a single thing because, you know what, there's a police officer with rainbow epaulets got my back. Well, that, and also it's the one time we normally out, outnumber the straight. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, the cisgendered straight people, because there are trans straight people as well yeah. that I do have to keep reminding myself. That's true. Although, majority of trans people are my fellow bisexuals and pansexuals and whatever we like to call ourselves. It's like gay bars. You get people saying, oh, you don't really need gay bars anymore. Just go to other bars. But no, because you can still get people being attacked for kissing their partners or dancing romantically mm. with them or some scumbag going, oh, are you girls kissing to, I don't know, turn men on or something ridiculous. So mm. we need that safe space. We need to know that we can go somewhere where we'll be surrounded by people like us that won't stare, that won't make gross comments. Where you can wear what you want. Yeah, where you won't be judged and won't have everybody going, oh, look at the lesbians, look at the gay guys. So... Mm. Yeah. And it is a thing that our allies don't always get. Well, our non-allies don't get. And even our allies sometimes don't really get that we do need somewhere where we don't have to waste the mental energy that we usually do on editing ourselves so that we are not threatening, so we don't attract more attention. Yeah. So we don't put ourselves in danger from their fucking homophobia. Biphobia, transphobia. Ugh. I must admit, if you are a straight person and I have got drunk in your company, you are honoured. You really are honoured. Yeah. And that is the thing. To put yourself in a place of vulnerability... I don't put myself in a place of vulnerability around straight people often because I can't trust them. Which is sad. I'll tell you another thing that's kind of... Mm. Ee, which is almost the opposite thing entirely. When somebody that claims to be a good ally and so forth, they, they come out with something homophobic and then quick as a flash when they see you glaring at them... They're like, oh, I don't mean like you. I mean other gays, like bloody, bloody, blah. And other gay person. And you're like, right. So, which part of you do I believe? Do I believe that this is if they use the D slur? Oh, yeah. People saying dyke. And even if somebody says that they they are bi or so on themselves, it's just like. I don't like that word. I don't feel comfortable using that word. I don't believe it's been reclaimed. And I certainly don't think that straight people should use it. And yeah, it it just really, I, I, I can't stand it. It makes me feel uncomfortable because I used to sometimes feel a bit twitchy about the word queer, but it has been successfully reclaimed and it's the, 
best word mm. to describe our ever-expanding community. It takes in absolutely everybody. You, you, so it takes in gay people, bi people, trans people, pan, pan people. people. Everybody. Weren't they on top of the pops? In the- they are. <laughs> yeah, pants people were. But they are all queer. Everybody is welcome. But Dyke, to my mind, it, it, it it's just mean and nasty and just something that you would sling at a woman to belittle her and control her sexuality. So, so yeah. Which is cringe. how queer was used as well. Mm. And I'm using it to reclaim my power from when people have used it in the past against me as a gay man. But it's a it's a term that has evolved yeah. as well. But I do understand the deep the pain that it represents as well. Yeah. And as long as it's used with love, it's fine. But, you know, straight people don't get to use it yet. Like, wasn't it Richard Maidley? He described somebody, I can't even remember who he was talking about, as a dyke on a bike. And then he was all kind of, ooh, I didn't know that this was offensive. And it's like, well, yeah, you are straight. You don't get to use that word. What makes you think that that was okay? I mean, admittedly, this was years ago. But he doesn't seem to have used similar language since. But just the fact that he somehow felt entitled to use that word yeah Yeah. it's oh but yeah allies where they it's like oh no i don't mean like you i'm like oh so you use this language to describe other people right exactly why is that okay and the fact that they only apologize because they realize that you're staring at them which suggests yeah yeah, their allyship is very hollow indeed the fact that it would take somebody else's obvious anger and hurt to make them track and it's also they oh if it didn't include me you would have said that at the time of using that word oh wait you didn't I see you. Oh. I smell you. Yeah. And it I don't smell want nice. to. You smell awful. And yet again, this has absolutely nothing to yeah. do with Sugar Rush. I <laughs> <laughs> think oh. we definitely put the world to rights. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um. But I think uh, we can safely say that we have enough material, and oh my god, my hair. Horns? Oh. Rachel is horny in the hair department. Okay. I look like Taz. <laughs> I mean, I only got my hair cut the other week, and it's already sprouting madly in all directions. Fine. Oh it's cool. So that concludes another thrilling episode of the Grumpy Old Queer Cast. We didn't stay on track for more than two minutes at a time. But listeners, that's what yet that's what they're here for. Yeah. And if it's not, get with the program. Because there's gonna be a lot more of this in about two weeks. We're here, we're queer, and we can't orienteer. Yep. That's it. Really? Really? Yeah. We're here. We're queer. We can't orienteer. Why not? This was her Duke of Edinburgh award scheme 
<laughs> that was her speech when she got the Duke of Edinburgh. Not the award, just the Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> well, I don't want just... him now. <laughs> oh, God. Let's say like... goodnight. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. He's not going to Pray help for you. me, listeners. <laughs> Pray for me, I've got to edit this. Um, so, An exorcist. <laughs> I need something. Um, preferably alcoholic. Anyway. Uh, so, on that an note, alcoholic. Yeah, not an alcoholic. Just an alcoholic drink would work. Bailey's all is forgiven. You don't have to sponsor us, but feel free, bitches. And on that note... Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. I'll miss you. We love you. We tolerate you. Basically, we think you're shit. Yeah. Especially you there. Seriously? Sat there? Drinking a can of Stella? Pull your pants up. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, get some pants to put up first. Why are you listening to us naked? And ugly. And at the bus station. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Bye! Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Why not head over to Twitter and find us there at GrumpyOldQ. Give us a follow and share our posts to stay up to date with our latest shenanigans. We're also on on Facebook at Grumpy Old Q again, or just search for the Grumpy Old Queercast. We're also on anchor.fm forward slash Grumpy Old Queercast. You can also find us on Spotify, on Apple, on their podcasts. We're also on Google Podcasts and most other reputable and probably a few unreputable podcast providers. Give us a listen, share us share us around so that we can get other people to come along and enjoy our madness. Let's infect their ears together. Goodbye.